Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, friendo, Steve here. Hey, Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you'll be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Steve and Larson. Available wherever podcasts can be found. And of course, taped live the Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Steve and Larson. This coming Sunday, we've got WWE's Elimination Chamber, uh, where uh, both WWE and Universal titles will be defended. And also, uh, I think. Or is Oscar? Yeah, Oscar's defending the women's title. Yeah. I think, against Lacey yeah. Evans too. Almost so. as importantly, a uh, uh, Big Red and the trios title. Yeah. Are back on the line. I won them back last night at Takeover. Uh-huh. Uh, they could just as easily be on their way back to you or the trios title be heading to the Enforcer. I would suggest you roll by sometime this week and pick these up because it's your one opportunity that you know of that you'll be able to get your Friendo Fantasy Bunk League all of them all uh, of them. title. Do the ultimate Ultimo Ultimo Larson uh, picture uh, that that friend the fantasy football title is legit man that's a nice belt yeah uh, so but I mean what does it really mean you know uh, means I won a football league so uh, yeah uh, thanks everybody for hanging out with us last night for NXT Vengeance Day uh, along with the Enforcer and Cal Jack we're going to yeah. talk about Cal Jack's performance at Bloodsport Four and uh, preview. Well, we're not going to preview. We're just going to talk about uh, how, what we want to see Cal do at Bloodsport 5 mm-hmm. this coming weekend. Because mm-hmm. that should be a lot of fun. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, man, let's get right into it. First, we're going to sure. talk a little bit about the Forbidden Door, Larson. What's going yeah, there's, on? Is, there's is, a is lot it of, creaky? Does it need some WD-40 or what? There's a lot of Forbidden Door talk of late. Uh, probably the, the, the more interesting. Well, not really more interesting because they're both interesting. This is interesting, though. The other stuff's interesting. It's all interesting. This is a fascinating time to be a wrestling fan, I'll tell you what. <laughs> it is. So with Sammy Guevara leaving the inner circle last Wednesday and saying he needed a bit of a break from AEW on his way out, there was some speculation. Remember, we were asked about it. We did our Dynamite recap last week uh, that he could make an appearance on Impact. Uh, and over the weekend, Slam Wrestling reported that Sammy was slated to show up in the Impact zone, but creative differences changed those plans. According to Slam, quote, uh, after this Wednesday's episode of Dynamite, which saw Guevara quit the Inner Circle faction, Chris Jericho floated the idea uh, idea of Guevara appearing on Impact. He pitched the idea to Khan, who contacted Impact about writing Guevara into an angle at the last minute. Impact's first take on things was rejected, but a second idea was given the green light by Khan. Plans were made to shoot the angle the next day, but Impact received a message directly from Guevara complaining about the creative direction. 
By the time Guevara arrived in Nashville, he received a message from Jericho advising him to return home and not the head to impact shooting location. Mm. Slam continues, quote, AEW owner Tony Khan is not pleased with Guevara after he voiced complaints about a planned storyline which would have brought Guevara into the ongoing interpromotional angle with Impact Wrestling. Now, PW Insider has some more. Steve, what is what are these these details? Yeah, so they say the original plan was Guevara to work a short storyline at the tapings that began this past Tuesday through Thursday, playing off Guevara quitting the inner circle. Multiple sources indicate that AEW and Impact worked out the plans, but that Guevara did not fly to Nashville the day before the taping scheduled and rescheduled himself to arrive in Nashville just a few hours before the tapings would begin. Impact sources also indicated that although everyone had agreed to the planned ideas, Guevara began texting Impact officials about alternative ideas and, quote, not wanting to do what was agreed to. At that point, Impact officials canceled Guevara off the tapings. We are told that the majority of what had been planned for Guevara saw Decay's Black Taurus utilized in that role instead. Impact sources reiterated there was no issue with AEW at all, and the relations between the two sides are golden. Dave Meltzer, the Wrestling Observer himself, added in the most recent Wrestling Observer Radio that, quote, I had heard from one person at Impact, I don't know what the creative is that he turned down, but they said that the creative he turned down was something he should turn down. So he didn't like it, and they decided to do it with Black Taurus instead, and they did not use Sammy. There's no heat or anything like that as far as that part. I think that part has been kind of blown out of proportion. Uh, so, those transcripts, sorry, those transcripts are from uh, WrestlingNews.co. Yeah. So, I mean, inevitably, when you do enter, you know, cross-promotional stuff, uh, you're probably going to hit certain roadblocks like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll be interesting to see tomorrow evening um, if that's when that t- – well, I mean, who knows when it would have. I guess we just keep a lookout for, for Black Taurus – and mm-hmm. see what he's doing. Um, well, whether considering that's that he was a later he, he he showed up last week on Impact as part of the decay. Now, yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess there's. I mean, I guess if you do want to do like a, a just assume that okay, whenever he shows up, that spot was meant for Sammy or or, or what? I don't know. Yeah, um, I mean, last week it, it would it wouldn't have worked for last week because this is a thing that was just taped. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know what the situation would have been. Um, but it's still, it's pretty interesting. I mean, you know, and, and given that Meltzer is pretty plugged in to this stuff, I mean, he mentioned another and we'll, let's see here. Oh, uh, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. I'll talk about that when we talk about it. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, th- th- these doors are seemingly just being blown wide open these days. Uh, and, uh, and you, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how these kinds of disputes are resolved. Uh, it's been a while since we've had, I mean, AEW company that has come such a long way in such a short time in such a high profile now being at sort of the nexus of all these doors opening. Yeah. Um, you know, I'll, I'll toss this out, out there. It's maybe this is speculation. It's something they might maybe have considered doing. I don't know with Sammy. So, you know, for the longest time when someone left up being assigned with impact, what would they do? They'd cut the bitter WWE promo. Yeah, sure. Have Sammy show up in impact, cut the bitter inner circle promo. Uh, maybe have a match or something, and that would be that essentially. You know, I mean, yeah. the, the, just the way that it's it's you know stated here, it seemed like a short term thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe he just pop up, promo, maybe a match, and that would be that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if this would be a situation where he'd be unhappy with status. You know, like oh, this isn't a high profile enough thing for me, or 
I mean, obviously, Impact wasn't going to suggest that he he do a job for anybody. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, it's it's going to be interesting. I assume at some point we might find out. Um, I mean, it, you know, even though they're sort of swapping him out and putting Black Taurus in, that doesn't necessarily mean that the same thing was going to happen. You just swap one guy in for another guy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, at that point, you can sort of just sort of put the pieces together and say, okay, well, maybe this is supposed to happen. Uh, good on Sammy Guevara. Sammy Guevara is really young. But I, I kind of you kind of appreciate a guy who looks at something and says, mm, "Doesn't work for me, brother." <laughs> and uh, at that age, with so much, you know, he's got Jericho uh, as sort of mentoring him. Obviously, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, you know, good on him for for standing up for himself and saying, "Uh." Uh-uh. And it's a good. I think it's sort of a good lesson for AEW. You're going to throw these doors open, but sometimes they're going to swing back at you. Um, yeah, it's possible. And, and and all sides are going to have to like work out these kinds of things mm-hmm. uh, uh, going forward and making sure that, hey, all the talent is on board with whatever you're doing. Yeah, uh, and especially a situation like this where it seems like things are moving fast. You know, this, it this does. It yeah. like a thing where this kind of uh, fell into place within like 24 hours. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and you can come up with an idea and, and it can seemingly be green lit and then upon reflection, you can think, mm, as you mentioned, this doesn't work for me, brother. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, and, you know, so long as it doesn't strain the relationship between all the parties, you know, creative differences happen. Yeah. As long, I'm as, kinda, they, as, long as they can be worked through, you know, that's natural part of, of any sort of creative endeavor. You would think that the communication process would have to be sharpened up a little bit, too, because, it, you know, if, if everybody agreed to it, but then Sammy, I don't know if he wasn't privy to what was going on. I mean, I, I don't know how any of that would have worked. I mean, if, if, if it's a matter of Sammy them saying, hey, Sam, we want you to go to Impact and do this. You know, we already shot down one idea, but we like this one. Do you like this? And he said, yeah. And then on the plane or whatever, on the way there, he was like, hey, I don't really like this. Eh, that's being kind of unprofessional at that point. But again, without more details, we don't know. We have we no know. idea. We don't know. So it's kind of irresponsible to start casting blame. But hopefully this is a totally. situation where everybody remains professional and they get this figured out because it is awesome for the fans like us who yeah. are sitting there watching Impact being like, oh, crap, this just happened. That's really neat. And then everybody marks out, and it's good for everybody. Mm-hmm. So, uh, mm-hmm. so yeah, hopefully they'll get it figured out. And these are just yeah. uh, you know some some speed bumps, and uh, yeah. the learning process will be had. Uh, speaking of impact, um, they announced uh, during Saturday's No Surrender show that New Japan's Finn Juice, David Finley, and Juice Robinson will be heading to Impact and will be in the Impact Zone. PW Insider had some notes about this, Larson. What's going on? Uh, so apparently, this this new deal. Is not a result of the partnership between AEW and New Japan's working relationship. PW Insider added that, quote, Impact actually already had a deal with New Japan agreed upon before the AEW agreement came to exist. Discussions between New Japan and Impact date back to the summer of 2020, right around the time the Good Brothers side with Impact. Uh, PW Insider is told that tonight's announcement was a result of a lot of work described by one source as being many, many, many months to repair the frayed relationship between the companies. We were also told that the Good Brothers being signed to Impact in New Japan, having great interest in using them, was a huge factor in helping to mend the bridge between the companies. But, and if you want to avoid potential spoilers. Yeah, this is a, okay, this is a big one. And I mentioned this during our stream yesterday. Yeah. Uh, before, we'll, we'll tell you spoiler alert when we're going to mention it. As a fan, I'm not happy I know this because this would have blown me out of the water. As a person whose business relies on me knowing this stuff, 
That's just part of what you have to do. Yeah, comes with the so, job, man. That being said, this is a huge spoiler. So uh, maybe skip ahead. If you're on YouTube, skip ahead down to where it says uh, the next little uh, timestamp is. Yeah, the little timestamp with the new WWE signing because yeah. it's a pretty big deal. Uh, so spoiler alerts out You've there. We're going to talk about You've it right now. Yeah. So there could be more New Japan talent showing up in AEW or Impact as Wrestling Observers. Dave Melser stated on a recent episode of Wrestling Observer Radio, uh, the following, these transcripts are from Heal by Nature, quote, it's your last warning, spoiler territory. And also, just so people know, if you submitted a question on Twitter and our Twitter thread about this, we're not going to answer it because I don't want to have to go back. It's yeah. already said spoiler alert and then go back and like chop out yes. a reference to this. Yes. All right. This is what Dave said. Quote, everyone's in business now. It's all open. And Okada's coming at some point somewhere. I don't know where, but I know he's coming. Other people are coming. We may get Omega with Okada or Omega with Bushi. I don't know what we're getting. I don't know that we're getting it. I just know that it makes sense that we would be getting it. But the doors are open, and that's a good thing. Pretty awesome, man. That is pretty huge, especially given the prior relationship with Impact and how they mishandled Okada while he was there during his time. Uh, you know, that is a huge, huge deal for Impact. Um, you know, massive for AEW as well, getting uh, Okada versus Omega at one of their shows. What a smart, smart move to, to, to have somehow signed the Good Brothers so they have a chip they can use. Hey, we know you guys want these guys. They're ours. Let's do some business. I'm mm-hmm. actually, I was pretty shocked when I saw that they were working on something for so long at, you know, away from AEW, just between Impact and New Japan, given how the TV stuff worked yeah. out. I mean, that's, yeah. it's pretty shocking they were able to get past this. I mean, for such a long time, we had heard that New Japan had beef with Impact over a variety of things. And one of them is how they treated Okada such a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, it's clear that all the work that Callis and Scott DeMore have put in to you know, mending these these fences, uh, to mending these relationships has really paid off because this is this is really exciting stuff. It is really exciting. That's pretty great. I can't I mean assuming it comes to fruition. Uh, it's that's pretty great. That's pretty absolutely. Great. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Uh, let's move on now to talk about some new WWE signings. Of course, 
at NXT Vengeance Day Takeover, uh, we saw the debut of Eli Drake. Now, LA Knight, uh, and last night during Takeover, I'm sorry, uh, uh, he's not the only new signing for WWE's Black and Gold brand. PW Insider reported that Taya Valkyrie, the longest reigning Impact Wrestling Knockouts champion in history, has signed with WWE for the NXT brand. She is expected to be part of the next announced class of signings. Last week, Paul Levesque, the game Triple H, touted that the next class of signings will have the largest quotient of female talents to date. Taya was at this past Wednesday's NXT TV taping. And uh, Fightful Select, go subscribe, go subscribe. to Fightful Select, uh, uh, is reporting that Blake Christian, who's recently been seen in Impact, and Christian Casanova, Oh, they've signed NXT deals. Wow, Blake Christian mm-hmm. was just on. Um, I know New he Japan Strong too. Yeah, yeah. He was on Impact, and he was on Impact. Week. He's yeah. really good. He's really good. He's terrific. He is terrific. Yeah, yeah. he was part he's of really the good. Super J Cup. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah he's um, really good. Yeah, he is. Uh, so yeah, that's all exciting stuff for NXT. I mean, I don't know where they're going to put all these people. <laughs> Larson, there's, I don't know either. I, I mean, they, it's got they, they've got to be this this. The NXT for NXT show on Peacock. That's got to be a thing, right? Like, that, ha- they have to make another show. You would think so at this rate. Even NXT UK is loaded with people. Like, I don't know how they're going to unload any of those people. Imperium is coming to NXT, apparently. Who knows for mm-hmm. how long, though? I mean, that's probably just for Worlds Collide or something. Yeah. But it's, it's mind-boggling how many people they're going to end up with. Yeah, I know. I know. It's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> there are some people who have yet to sign with WB. A lot of them were at Bloodsport on Saturday. Yeah. Fun show. Uh, I thought this one was a, a marked improvement over the last one. The last one was bad. Um, I really liked the presentation. Presentation you know, the was, yeah, was warehouse. Really cool. It had a, a very distinct like Lucha Underground vibe in terms of the color palette used. It was all, mm-hmm. you know, they used the, the color time so it's warmer feeling. Yeah. You know, it um, seems really sweaty and hot in that place. Yeah, that they, they had the smoke machine going. Yeah, it was just a ring, two competitors, and a ref. That was mm-hmm. it. Yeah, um, they, they found a great location, some warehouse. Like I'm imagining, they had some like exposed exposed brick walls. It looked great. Yeah, it looked great. It looked yeah. great. Um, someone else looked great. Cal Jack. Cal Jack, friend of the show, uh, the best host of Going in Raw. Yeah, uh, uh, put forth uh, a dominant effort. Well, it's, him, it's, him or the, it's him or the enforcer, one of the two. Yes, of both of them better than us. No debate there. Um, uh, dominated, Nolan Edwards uh, hit him with uh, hibernation, chucked him against the wall yeah. to get that W, which yeah. is what I was really hoping he would do, and he did it, and I'm proud of him. I'm proud of you, Cal. Nolan, Nolan knocked him down with a, with a headbutt, looked pretty vicious, and tried mm-hmm. it, but it was moments later. Cal Jack, uh, yeah, definitely proud of Cal Jack. Um, you know, chucked him against the wall. I don't know if anybody's heard from Nolan since then. Uh, hey, good on him for putting up a good fight. Yeah, man. Uh, if you're gonna go, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna go down, that's the way to go down against go a down guy swinging. who is literally part bear. Uh, but yeah, no, thoroughly a, a really fun show. I haven't watched all the matches. I watched that one. I watched the um Super Beast. What's that other guy's name? Tito. Uh, bad dude. Bad, Tito. Bad dude. Tito. That was really good. That was a I'm, really, really good match. Yeah. I was really happy to see all the the NorCal wrestlers in the show. Yeah, dude. Simon Grimm was Great. there. He fought yeah. uh, Filthy Tom Lawler. Yeah, uh, and that was a really fun match as well. Jr. Um, Kratos was on the card. You Kratos is huge. 
Cal was on as there. As big as yeah. he was before, he's even bigger now. That dude is yeah. scary business. Yeah. Jeff Cobb as well. He's got he's got he's he's he wrestled a ton around in Northern California before yeah. uh before going down to Lucha Underground and you know, obviously uh since then Ring of Honor in New Japan. Mm-hmm. Um it was pretty cool to see. Really cool. Mm-hmm. I let the yeah. the main event's pretty good. Jeff Cobb versus uh, Chris Dickinson. It's a good. I did match. not see that one, but I'm a big fan of both those guys. I, the Dirty yeah, Daddy the story is the, the best story. nickname in pro wrestling. The story was pretty good. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. a good story there. I saw uh, Dirty Daddy on Strong. I got to catch up on Strong too. There was some road to castle attacks. Dick Togo got a pin. What? He got a pin over who? Oh God, who was it? It was a uh, show. It was a, it was like an eight man tag match. Did and LP hit him with the loaded boot before that? No, it was no evil hit him with evil, which no. uh, I had forgotten about that. That movie was terrible. Everything like, is evil. Dark, yeah. Darkness Falls really needs to be like the only finishing move he does. Yeah, he had a show with evil with everything is evil or whatever it's called. Yeah. And uh, and then and it was like 10 seconds later, Dick Togo rolls over on show. So they're booking that move really strong. Yeah, it's crazy. Well, all right then. Do you want to talk about NXT UK? I mean, since you haven't seen the full card, I don't, I don't want to go into a full, uh, uh, expansive recap of Bloodsport. Um, oh, I don't. If you want to, I mean, if you want to, I, mean, I didn't really write any notes. I just sat. I just sat and enjoyed it. You know, mostly yeah, watching Caljack dominate. That was great. Yeah, that was awesome. Uh, uh, Tom Lawler beat Simon Grimm. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Davy Boy Smith Jr. beat Calvin Tankman. Oh, I love Tankman. Tankman's yeah. great. Cobb went over uh, uh, Dirty Daddy, Chris mm-hmm. Dickinson. Mm-hmm. Uh, i trying to think of what else from memory. Uh, Kratos won. Oh, Kratos did one as well. Who did Kratos fight? You remember? He fought. Shoot, what was his name? Oh, oh, uh, he, uh, the young lion, right? Yes. Yeah, Alex Coughlin. Yeah, was that who it was? Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's who it was. All right. Yeah. Uh, Royce Isaacs lost his match. Oh, that's a bummer. I love Royce Isaacs. Who did he um, fight? That, uh, Sorry, dude. I'm just throwing all these. I shouldn't have. I, yeah, I should have <laughs> taken notes. I put it. No, here, it's here, fine. Recap. It's fine. Um, that was a fun match. All the matches were fun. Mm-hmm. All the matches mm-hmm. were a lot of fun. It was, it was a pretty stacked card, and you know the most of these matches don't go longer than like ten minutes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, get, yeah. It was get, it was a it's a pretty brisk show. It's like an hour and forty five minutes. Yeah, yeah. You get like you know six, seven, eight matches in you know under two hours. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate and then, they're just not tossing a couple guys in there and having them roll around the mat for a bit and, and have a finish. They're telling stories with these matches, which I appreciate. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know, and like, then, like uh, for, for, sorry, for Lawler and Grimm, it was like the fifth time they've had a match and, mm-hmm. and, 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 and Grimm trying to, you know, get on the winning end of, of, of one of these matches apart from one time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was really, uh, you know, a mismatch styles to a degree they were talking about with Dickinson and Cobb because early on Barnett was talking about how Cobb as an Olympic wrestler, uh, you know he's good with your 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 throws, your suplexes, pinning. Uh, but he, he's like, I don't see much of a submission game from him. Mm-hmm. Which, of course, in a blood sport match, you only win by TK or uh, KO or submission. <laughs> so, a good question here from Jonathan. Did Simon Grimm bury Enzo More at Bloodsport? <laughs> I miss the days when that was in my YouTube recommendeds all the time. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, look, if it, let, let me let us know in the comments if you want me to keep on recapping NXT UK. I watched it a little bit late. Usually, I do this on Friday, just sort of mm-hmm. pat out news brief. Uh, but uh, but no, it was fine. It was it was punctuated. The main event was uh, Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster versus in a handicap match in a handicap street fight match 
against uh, The Hunt and their manager, Eddie Dennis. Um, and it was a lot of fun. They gave it like 20 minutes. It was pretty long. Uh, uh, Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster ended up getting uh, the pin on Primate when they both did their uh, double high-flying moves. So uh, that was pretty good stuff. Uh, we had probably also notable, uh, it started with uh, the debut in NXT UK of Mako Satamora. She oh, took cool. on Isla Dawn. Really fun match to watch. Isla Dawn put up a decent uh, fight. She has a really good Saito suplex. Uh, but Mako Satamora got the win with uh, her finisher, Scorpio Rising. It's like a step-up axe kick down to the mm, back of... Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it is, it's fantastic. Um, we had... Uh, it was made official, Rampage Brown and Joe Coffey. <laughs> they said they went to a conference room so that uh, Johnny Saint could zoom in and off and like slightly off-camera read his lines uh, <laughs> and set that match up. Oh, he really had like three things to say. Uh, we had um, a video package hyping Danny Luna. Uh, it was all about her powerlifting skills. Uh, we had a video promo with uh, Valkyrie, uh, which I, I've heard of her before. I don't think I've ever actually seen her wrestle before. Uh, and we had uh, they're they're like really fast tracking this uh, Mako Kaylee Ray feud because mm-hmm. like Kaylee Ray showed up during the match to sort of scope out what was going on. Mako dropped a promo saying, I'm ready for you. We had a pretty funny Noam Dar Supernova Sessions chat show bit where he brings on his friend Shaw Samuels, uh, who, uh, you know, talks about being disrespected. He said half the roster wouldn't be here if it wasn't for me. And I come in and they give me this ridiculous name, Ed Harvey. They're really going full on with him feeling having a chip on a shoulder for them trying to do what WWE does with like a lot of people. I like that. I like. I like. Name. They're acknowledging that people. Their people come in. They're rebranded, and half the time the names aren't that great. <laughs> yeah, that they're, they're going full on with this. I think that's uh, they did a funny bit where because they go back so far, like Ed, uh, Ed, Shaw Samuels was about to tell uh, what what seemed to be a pretty ris- uh, risque story about the old times of Noam Dar, and Noam Dar had to like shut him down, and vice versa. They did the same thing. So Sid Scala comes out, and Noam because Noam Dar is saying, "Hey, Shaw, I can you know I've got some stroke around here." Sid Scala comes out. He's like, "Hey, man, you can't just be making matches." And uh, Noam Dar sort of politics on behalf of Shaw says, "Hey, this guy is all about the heritage of British wrestling. Why not have uh, a kid put up his heritage cup against?" Shaw Samuels, so that match has been set. Uh, we've got, let's see here. Oh, there's a great Trent Seven video package of him in the gym trying to lose weight uh, okay. and Good. him trying to find the motivation. It was really well done. He's great. Lots of personality. Uh, and then let's see here. We had Piper Niven beating uh, the the new French signee Am- Amale? Amel. Amel. It's Amel. Uh, she beats her pretty decisively. Joseph Connors comes out and tries to distract Piper Niven, but it doesn't really go well for, for him or Amel. Uh, let's see here. And then that was pretty much it. It was a fun episode of NXT UK. I enjoy cool. that show. I think cool. a lot of people don't watch it, but I think it's, it's a fun hour of wrestling. If all you can watch, if all you have time for is an hour, I mean, I don't know how many other shows are just an hour. It's that and MLW these days, maybe new Japan strong. So that's a good one. Yeah, there's not a whole lot of short, brief, brisk wrestling shows. They pack a lot into it, and I appreciate because they got a pretty stacked roster. They pack they a lot into that point. show. They do. Yeah. They do. You want to answer some questions? Yes, 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 yes. All uh, right. We have a thread up here on the. We do. We do. Uh, Mr. Triple Mania, Juan Guerrero Jr. in Japan, Great Muda being champion 2021 is celebrated. In Mexico, Dr. Wagner Jr. and Blue Demon Jr. Still being near the top of the card is beloved, but in the USA, Goldberg getting high-profile spots causes anger. Why? 
what's the difference? Uh, it's so like, In, in 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 Mexico, I don't. I mean, I I don't know. I mean, they do. They have old guys, you know. But I don't know. Maybe it's a well for Goldberg. Number one, he's a, he's not a good wrestler. Yeah, I think that's, that's I think, sort of first and foremost. Isn't it? I think I think I could speak for myself personally, and that's pretty much it. For for Goldberg, it's two things. One, he can't perform at a high level. He can't. He can't perform at a high level. He can't he, perform like, at a mediocre he, level. He barely could in his heyday perform at a high level in terms of putting forth like really good matches. Yeah. Um, and then there's that plus the idea that he'll come in, you know, granted, that's not the case now. He, he lost the match to Drew. He put him over. That was great. The idea that you have someone who can't perform at a high level when the WWE roster is, is, is more stacked with in-ring talent than it's ever been. The in-ring product has never been better in WWE. Like, basically, everybody on the main roster can put forth incredible matches. That's exclusively that. what it is, you yeah. know? It's like there's, Kojima had that match. Sorry, I'll... I'll Kojima had that match with Osprey recently, and it's like I'm not gonna complain about that because Kojima looked like a million bucks, and Osprey yeah. was busting his ass to make sure that he did. Yeah, yeah. And Goldberg, if 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 Will Osprey fought Goldberg and busted his ass to make him look like a million bucks, I just don't think that Goldberg would. Yeah, I don't I think know. I don't think anybody can. I know. Um, there's that aspect of it, and then just the idea that he'll come in, you know, two or three times a year for a really high profile feud, maybe even win a championship. Um, you know, at the expense potentially of other guys on the roster who are there every day putting forth incredible matches. For me, that's what gets me. Like if 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 Goldberg could still perform at a high level and was there, I'm not saying he has to be there every week, was there on a regular basis, it wouldn't be such an issue. Dude, he came in like the fiend. It when and look, you, you can't exclusively blame Goldberg. I mean, obviously, Vince McMahon is making these calls. But when I say, oh, I don't really want to see Goldberg wrestle, I mean, I'm saying that to whoever is running WWE, which is Vince McMahon. Dude, he he comes in against The Fiend, like one of the hottest characters, whatever, two years ago, a year ago. And, you know, Fiend's on his great title run. And Goldberg beats him. Uh, Allegedly, because he didn't want a job to, like, a horror movie villain guy. And it's like, what the, why would you do that? That's so lame. So to me, it's like, I'm not excited to watch a Goldberg match because number one, he could hurt a guy. We saw what happened in Saudi Arabia. Every match that he has, like what he did with Drew is like the perfectly booked Goldberg match. But the whole time you're just sitting there hoping that nothing bad happens. It takes the drama out. It takes the excitement out. It does. So if Goldberg was, you know, if Daniel Bryan one day gets to be, uh, you know, once he is in his mid fifties or however old Goldberg is, uh, and comes back to wrestle, you know, like like Luthez mm-hmm. or or Vern Gagne, who both wrestled like well into their like later days, mm-hmm. uh, I'll be super hyped about that because I know that that guy can put on a really phenomenal match, probably when he's like pushing when he's like fifty five or whatever. Well, that's the thing too. I don't think Daniel Bryan would get back in the wrestling ring knowing that he could potentially embarrass himself. You know what I mean? If he didn't think he could do it at a high level, I don't think he would do it. And I don't think he would come in and start demanding that he not put over guys. If that happened, if that's the case. And it probably if he came in and there was like a young guy that Daniel Bryan was like, man, uh, I'm 55. This guy's 32. 
and I see a big future in him, he'd probably convince Vince, hey, I'm, I don't want to go over this guy. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You see him right now. He's eating pins all the time. Yeah, he's losing to everybody now. To everybody. All people that he knows can benefit from a win over Daniel yep. Bryan. Yep. So it's not, I don't know. I, I don't think it's, there There could be, to, to Juan's question here, there could be a cultural aspect Definitely. of it. I am Definitely. not as well versed in the Lucha culture in terms of being able to follow all their stuff to understand, to get a good grasp on it. But I also understand that when, uh, you know, blue demon junior and Dr. Wagner junior in there, I'm going to get an entertaining match. Yeah. I'm going to get a super entertaining match. And if you can still do that, then I'm all for it. I'm all for it. That's kind of first and foremost is, you know, like even Brock when Grant, he's not, you know, quite up there in years as as old as Goldberg is, Um, you know, he, he, he was a part-timer. Mm-hmm. Not every one of his matches was fun, but when he had the right opponent, he could still deliver in the ring. I'd love to say, oh, man, Goldberg's back. That's great. We're going to get a fun match. Mm-hmm. That's the problem, though, is that we're not. We're going to get a scary match where he might hurt himself or somebody else. Or somebody else, yeah. Uh, B-Man, Patrick Sparks, what would be the most creative way to split uh, Dakota Kai and Raquel up with Raquel coming out as a face to eventually win the title? How long from now would the win be and against who? I mean, you could do a thing where... I mean, I if mean, you want to follow... Sorry, let me get this out real quick. If you yeah. want to follow the diesel Shawn Michaels thing, it's Raquel's getting the wins. Raquel's getting the popularity. Uh, uh, Dakota gets jealous. Yeah. And she's the one that turns on Raquel. That's, that's where that's cool. exactly where I was going to go. I mean, you look at what was going on. Like, you see them taking pictures of it, of, of Raquel holding the Dusty Cup and Dakota Kai. You see the video of, like, her trying to hold her end of it. And it's just, the, like, the actual the, the metaphors just played out right in front of your eyes. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. mentioned the same thing last night on the recap. Dakota Kai literally got on the back of Raquel to get the pin to yep. win the match. Um, maybe Raquel, now understanding that she can dominate, doesn't have such a chip on her shoulder, which is where the bad guy attitude sort of came from. And mm-hmm. she's like, hey, I can start enjoying this a little bit now. I can enjoy the fruits of my labor, so I'm not going to be such a, you know, such a jerk. Uh, and Dakota Kai is like, well, hey, what about me? I'm the one who brought you here. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's bitterness there. So, yeah, I, th- I think that's a, that's a pretty – and maybe, like you like to your point also last night, maybe Raquel being so overwhelmed with joy – Maybe that is part of the story, you know? Maybe it's like, hey, after the thing, feel free to express how happy you are because you're going to be turning face here. Yeah. Uh, the Russell dude, what is one NXT takeover match that you like a lot but doesn't get a lot of attention? I don't know. I don't remember if the North American ladder match uh, that sort of kicked off the North American oh, thought, title thing. I thought Melser gave that five stars. <laughs> I mean, is that is that worthy of getting a lot of attention? Does that get a lot of attention? I don't know, because like the first thing that popped in my head was Gargano uh, Almas for the NXT title. Spectacular! That was like for me. That was like, I know it's not, I know it's not, but I felt like that was really kind of the first match of this particular era of NXT where it's just excellence, 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 yeah. excellence. Let's say the word excellent matches before there was. There's great matches. Nakamura and Joe had tons of great matches. Say with Rude Nakamura, there's been t- tons of great matches. Yeah, but, but they really stepped it up another level. You're yeah, right. Yeah, and about I felt that. like that kind of kickstarted that era. Granted, that was yeah. the night the Chomp came back and all that. But mm-hmm. um, 
and I don't know if that gets talked about, uh, you know, in the in the same way as, you know, the Gargano, uh, Champa, their initial mm-hmm. trilogy, a lot of the mm-hmm. other classic NXT matches. I don't know, maybe it does. Uh, another one though is Alistair versus Adam Cole. That was really good. It was really good. Yeah, that was really. I'm trying good to match. think something like further down the card, maybe. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean the 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 ladder match was a ladder match that was. Uh, you know, you know what actually doesn't get a lot of play is like the uh, a lot of the the NXT takeover stuff. Like up and down the card, those matches are all great, but everybody focuses on like you know the the Pete Dunn versus well, I don't know Pete Dunn versus Tyler Bate. I don't think that was that that wasn't out a UK takeover. That was a straight up takeover. Yeah, uh, but like the Walter matches, people can you know really focus on those a lot now, which they should. Walter's amazing. Yeah, he is. Amazing. But like up and down the card, like their tag team matches are phenomenal. They are oh, phenomenal. Oh, you know what it is? It is it's Mustache Mountain versus DIY at Worlds Collide. Last yeah, time. that's a great. Yeah, that whole Worlds Collide was, was great. great was great, and it great didn't show. really get a lot of. I mean, we called it like I think our show of the year. Besides, yeah, well, if not if not the then one of them. John. Just want to get that yeah. in there. Sorry, people are asking for for a John. I know. So I really should have just taken a different. I should not have brought it out into the open because now it's flourishing. It's growing more. I think did I post a poll last night on our. I saw uh, something on 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 YouTube about that. I'm I'm trying to engage more because that's what you got to do on the YouTube. Yeah, you got to engage engagement. More. By the way, stuff. if you haven't hit that sub button, hit the subscribe button here on YouTube, and then uh, click on the, the click the notification bell. Do that because that's engagement. Yes. Let's see here, community. Greg, uh, Greg Morris. Yeah. So I mean, it's a little closer than it was last night, but wow, a th- one thousand votes, over a thousand votes for this. Yeah. Uh, 62% says it should stay. John. 38% say drop it. That's a lot of people who say drop it, though, man. That's like whatever that is. That's almost twice as many people say it says it should stay. But would the people, the people, that's like, I don't know, what's what's 38% of uh, 1,200? Whatever, 40% of 1,200, Uh, 500 people. 500 people. people. Okay. Yeah. But there's almost like, twice as many people say to keep it. But here's the thing. The people who, if you stop doing it, they're not going anywhere. They're not going to leave just because you stopped doing that. I don't know. Maybe, maybe people maybe people who who love it, just love it. If we, if I stop doing like, well, there's no reason for you to watch this show anymore. I don't think, they're, I don't think it's going to happen. That's so unreasonable. Here, put that poll up there, and then we'll find out. Will you stop? But they, they'll, they'll, they're, they're going to lie. That's the thing. They're going to lie. Well, you can't assume that. <laughs> See, Johnny Ralston here says, I love it, but maybe drop it just in case it scares people away. You know what? If people are going to watch Going and Raw, they're going to watch Going and Raw for for us. And if they like us. Oh, man. And I've created a like, monster. People like like John. I went, I went a whole 30 minutes without doing it, so... It's, that's oh, longer than the typical goodness. watch time for an episode, so that's that. Greg Morris, honestly, if if, if my obnoxiousness hasn't driven him away yet, I doubt that's going to. Uh, Greg Morris, if SmackDown does a gauntlet match for the last entry, power rank, who's most likely to win? Uh, Greg Morris says Cesaro. It's Cesaro. It's totally. So that's going to be the moment that Nakamura had that Cesaro couldn't get because, like, at the same time, like I'm starting to really turn around the idea of Cesaro winning the chamber match. So if that's the case, I actually think it's more likely. I feel like it might be more likely that he's first to the chamber and runs, you know, it's like from first to last. He's the yeah. only person obviously not eliminated. And then that way when he wins and it's just like totally beaten up and beaten down, he has to have his match with Roman right away. 
tons of of, of babyface underdog heat right there. Sammy's in there with Kevin Owens, isn't he? Mm-hmm. That could that could lead to a mania match with those mm-hmm. two. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna say both high profile right now. I'll say Jay Uso. Last. Oh, that's good. That's a good pick. That'd be my pick to 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 withstand the stand. I'll whole say my pick is Sammy Zayn. All right, very well. Uh, another one from Greg Morris with a good build a la Kofi. Who would get a, a larger Mania pop winning the title, uh, Cesaro or Nakamura? At this point, it'd be Cesaro. Mm-hmm. Without a I doubt. I think it'd totally be Cesaro. I think Nakamura, he had lots of huge, huge pops in NXT. He's been there. I think fans understand that this is a this would be a long time coming for Cesaro if that was the case. Wrestling fun time or people working themselves into a shoot on Sammy. Uh, I don't, I don't know, know if that's the case. I wonder if it was, if it was one of those, this is speculation. I don't have any sources. If there was a situation where, yes, there was a disagreement, but it's been kind of overblown a bit. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not yeah. enough to cause any ill will or anything like that, but you know, creative differences happen sometimes. I mean, there's, there's, I think there's another question here. Uh, I think somebody asked it said, uh, you know, do you think that the Sammy situation is a work? Like all this info coming out is a work, oh. and I really doubt that. That I, I would really doubt. Um, let's see here. Uh, Sober Chad, how do you think guys like Okada, Naito, and Jay White would be treated on WWE main roster? I think at this point they'd have to like if you bring in Okada, if you don't hot shot him straight to the title, then you don't bring him in. Mm-hmm. I don't see Okada being even an upper mid card guy. He's got to be a perpetual main. He's Okada. I know he's the best wrestler in the world. Yeah, and and he should be tr- treated as such. And if you're not going to treat him as the best wrestler in the world, you know, like a consummate champion, perpetually in the main event scene, then don't bring him in. I think if I think Jay White might get the AJ Styles treatment. Yeah, that they bring like him a, in. Hey, let's see how this works. A good comp. And if he if he really performs up to his level that we know he can, he's got big things for. How him. old is Naito? He's in his mid late thirties, right? Yeah, I think he's like probably thirty. I could see. I guess I could see WWE doing something with him like they did with Nakamura, which he Agreed. has a really good run in NXT, and he puts the main roster with a lot of buzz, and they just don't really do anything with him. Yeah, I think you're right about that. He is, uh, yeah, he's 30, yeah, he's 38, all right. Heel long heavy, if AEW, Impact, and New Japan had a G1-style tournament, who's in it and who wins it? Give Moose that win. Whoa. I like it. I like it a lot. Anthony I would Tabak. say I would say that's the moment you give that win to Hangman Page. Oh, that'd be good. Yeah, when, he, yeah, when that's he's good. like you know because he's you know yeah. that's good. Uh, Anthony Tobias, if Adam Cole goes up to the main roster, does he take the undisputed era theme with him, or does he get something new? He'll get something new. He's gonna get something. He might get something new Wednesday. You know, he, they 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 might have something new for him. Entirely already. possible. Entirely possible. Uh, Ken, uh, Ken Smith fantasy book the bad creative that Sammy Guevara turned down impact oh man awesome uh, yeah somebody somebody had mentioned this I had seen this is not original but what if uh, he was under the suicide mask <laughs> like uh, Rohit Raju no wait who's oh it, it's TJP so TJP 
has an open challenge. Or, Manic or suicide. Yeah, has an open challenge. And uh, no, I, even that's that's even better. Wait, but Manic, you see sort of you see some of his face, don't you? Just no, Manic, you mask. see all his tattoos. Yeah, but I thought you could see through his mask maybe some of like the face of paint. The face. Maybe part of it, but but like the, you know, if if Manic comes walking out and there's the, and I don't think Sammy has any tattoos on his arms. If he does, it's not a lot. And there's no tattoos there. Ed Hardy type sli- like uh, sleeves, uh, uh, sleeves. Yeah, some like uh, costume sleeves. Uh, yeah, he comes out. You know, suicide opens the open cha- uh, answers the open challenge, and uh, I like the idea of Manic doing it. That'd be rad. Mm-hmm. If it was like somebody against TJP, in the and they, against and they TJP. Have a Superman meme moment. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Blake Elizondo and the. Why would Sammy the, turn that down? Yeah, I don't know. Blake Elizondo, memory of the table that spontaneously combusted. What are, what are the best <laughs> and worst announced table spots? That was so oh, great. Oh lord. Oh, the first time Orton uh, bellied back someone on the announce table. Well, the Singh brothers. Mm-hmm. And he had to check on him because he was like, oh, crap. <laughs> yeah, the look on his did. face. No, he did this. What? Yeah. <laughs> um, That was great. When Luke Harper saved, uh, wasn't it Luke Harper saved Mustafa Ali from killing mm-hmm. himself on one? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They need to get rid of those. The ringside announce tables are just. Push it back at least. Push it back. Get it out of here. Push it back. Just put norm. But if you're gonna do a table spot, just do like set up the table. You know, do the thing. Pull the table out from underneath. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm so I, I don't I don't need people. You know the the commentary table gets destroyed. I don't need that stuff, especially now. It's completely jumped the shark with this Tony Storm business. She take she she like moves Brush one thing off paper it. off. Yeah, house of cards, man. House of cards. And it just completely collapses. <laughs> Jason I've Lewis, seen House of Cards stronger than that, man. Uh, Jason Lewis power ranked the best middle fingers in wrestling. Well, Stone Cold's got to be number one. All right, take him out of there, though. Take him out of there because he's yeah, he is number one, and it's a long, long gulf between the next ones. Um, has Negative One done a middle finger yet? I know he's he's saying he he has said some stuff that's a bit you know welcome to hell or something like. Not that I'm aware of. <laughs> um, I wonder if that'd be over the line for some people. I don't know. He's an old kid. Uh, oh, oh, I'm just recently been exposed to her work. Uh, Makito. Mm-hmm. Great middle finger. Mm-hmm. When she goes up to Sue Young. <laughs> and Sue Young. Gets... Yeah, that's good stuff. Uh, NJWP. Uh, as the NWA isn't really operating at the moment, should it work with the Impact AEW working arrangement so that NWA title could sort of travel again? I mean, they are. I just don't know. Maybe there's something in the way that prevents all this from getting involved in all this. I don't know. Um, yeah. But, you know, with uh, Serena Deeb, the NWA Women's Champion, being, you know, like a contracted uh, AEW wrestler, obviously they're involved in that. Has any promotion been hit as hard as... NWA, they've been. I mean, that basically killed them by uh, COVID. Well, in terms of like televised, televised wrestling, yeah, yeah. Staying like just being able to do like Ring of Honor shut down for a spell, but I mean yeah, they're back yeah. up and running. Yeah, they're back up and running. Um, yeah. I mean, if, you take, if you take like small independent promotions out of it, then yeah, I mean, you talk about Dude, the televised companies, yeah. But even like GCW has been able to stay. You know, I mean they they have done everything they can. Mm-hmm. You know, to run shows, uh, you know, as safely as possible to stay relevant. You know, I mean, that's a real hustle and promotion right there. 
Um, NWA, I mean, I know they tried with Shockwave and they did the stuff with the United Wrestling, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But boy, they got hit really hard. And now, you know, you got Ricky Starks, who's on his way to being a huge star. Zicky Dice wanted out. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, who knows where he's going to end up. Uh, Thunder Rosa is basically, you know, Thunder Rosa is an AEW star. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like that's, that's happening. Yeah. Uh, Nick, hypothetically, what if Raquel and Dakota get the title shot at Mania and EO gets the Mania spot as well? Ideally, who would challenge EO at WrestleMania? You know, what would be awesome? Just awesome. Hmm. Is if it was EO versus Bailey. That would be good. Like Bailey has a crisis of confidence. She's like, man, I need to I need to figure things out. Where did I have the most? I mean, she had the most success in SmackDown. But still. SmackDown, yeah. <laughs> but if she, you know, was like, hey, you know, NXTs were the best. They never admit that. But if she found a reason to challenge EO Shirai at WrestleMania, that would be a show stealer for That'd sure. That would be pretty great. That would be pretty great. The wild dude, if WWE were to do their own version of being the elite, who do you think should be the most uh, reciting, I guess recurring, cast members of it? Hmm. It's a shame they don't. I know. You know it'd be great if they were just like, hey, uh, New Day, or hey, somebody, you know. I mean, New Day would be my pick. New Day would totally be my pick. I mean, that's the first, you know, obviously yeah. it's the New Day. Yeah. 100%. Uh, Matthew Mikofsky, Roddy seemed like the child of divorced parents with what the heck am I going to do now face and mm-hmm. last night. Uh, says I could totally see Cole versus Kyle, but also a tag match with Cole and Roddy versus Fish and O'Reilly thoughts. I mean, I don't know when Bob Fish might be coming back. Yeah, I have no idea. I mean, it seems so... like they're kind of proceeding uh, under the idea that they don't know when he's coming back either. I would love to see a triple threat. I mean, yeah, I know it's not good. the full contingent, but I mean, those three guys, Bobby Fish has always kind of had injury issues. Mm-hmm. Um, so those three guys would be, that's the thing right there. Uh, Combat Kev, who is the top star in the indie scene you want to see signed with either WWE or AEW? Where's Dirty Daddy going? Where's Cal Jack going? Obviously, you got to take Cal Jack out of it, but it'd be the Dirty Daddy, I think. Dirty, he's great. Yeah, he's pretty good. Where do you want to see him go? Uh, I don't know, man. God. You know what? I would actually, I, you know, I, he was he was on strong. Have him signed to New Japan. Because he's a guy that, they're, I mean, he's, you know, they have, to a degree, they've got mocks, you know, who might fill some of the same. But uh, I think he's a terrific character. I'd like to see Dickinson go to New Japan. Uh, J.R. Kratos. Uh, full-time New Japan. Yeah, there you go. Boy, that's a big dude. Yeah. That's a loudest chop dude. I've ever heard in my life. Loudest life. chop he hit on some guy in Aaron SPW. Sky. He called Aaron, <laughs> Aaron Sky some guy, Steve. <laughs> that's right. His name is Aaron Sky. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was the loudest... That was the loudest chop I've ever heard. That was obscenely loud. Yeah, because Kratos was like pushing 300 pounds and Aaron Sky is like built like me. Dude, he's so much smaller than you. Yeah, he was smaller. He's like 5'8". He's like you back in like 2010 before you started like putting a little bit of muscle on you. Yeah. Man, he chopped the hell out of him. Then he threw him against the wall. Yeah. 
What is it uh, with big men throwing little guys against the wall? Jeez. Anthony Matthews, uh, no question. Just want to say thanks. And a lot of, unlike a lot of online wrestling hosts, you guys don't feel the need to yell into your mic for an hour, randomly start crap with people on a weekly basis. Uh, as you guys say, just be cool, man. And you guys are cool. Keep up the good work. Thank you so much, oh, Anthony. Thank you, Anthony. That's very nice. We don't want to start crap with anybody. No. I mean, if we do, it's completely on accident. Uh, let's see here. Uh, oh, Gareth. wow. This is a weird oh, question. Go ahead. Okay. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, Gareth says, Bow Wow wants to be the next celebrity to turn WWE superstar. Should WWE make an official part-time celebrity division? Gronk, Bad Bunny, Machine Gun Kelly, and Stephen Amell could all be a part of it. Which celebrity would you like to see grapple inside the squared circle? Like, I don't mind uh, occasional appearances from celebrities. Like, I think so far they've handled the the Bad Bunny, uh, uh, bringing him in basically perfectly. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think this this is this is a situation you bring a, a celebrity in, someone who is a fan of wrestling, by all indications, um, and he knows his role. He he performs his role uh, really well, um, and that's kind of the model of how I think you should do it. The short little runs, as far as having like a, a full time celebrity division. Yeah, I'm not into it. No, not into it. No. Uh, Gronk was Gronk left such a bad taste on Gronk. That, that was I know. so dumb. It was, was like he so signed but, but didn't know what he was getting into. That's what it seemed like. It's like he had never watched it. Like he's a big WWE fan, but had never watched it before. Yeah, no. All right, Dale Dula's got an interesting question. A mysterious man has stolen your face skin. Is pretending ah! to be you. He's making solid financial decisions on your behalf, so you're not in any particular rush. But you'll have to retrieve your face at some point. What wrestler do you hire to track and steal it back? Oh boy! I mean, you need somebody who's good at hunting Repo another man. human. Repo, Repo man, yeah, you're taking back your property. That's good. Repo man's Repo man. good. Um, yeah, I was gonna, you know, press charges with Big Boss Man. Be like, hey man, he stole my face. He took my face. You wouldn't be off. in Cobb County, Georgia. I don't think you'd have jurisdiction. Uh, maybe he can become. Maybe his next gimmick is federal marshal. Oh, all right. Has there ever been someone that's had like a, a FBI agent gimmick? There had to have been. I'm so hungry. My stomach just heck of ground. All right. You want to go eat? I do. Thanks for watching. I had, I had a huge plate of mashed potatoes and, and chicken. I'm going to make meatloaf tonight. All, you, my mom sent me a picture of her meatloaf, which she went crazy. She started putting rice in it instead of like stuffing. Uh, and I can't stand that. But uh, but now I'm gonna ooh, I'm gonna go get the ingredients tonight and have it during raw. Do you, you want me to send you, send you the recipe I use and give that a try? It's simple. Nope, I got right. my recipe. I'm very happy with it. So uh, I'm gonna make that tonight. Have some meatloaf sandwiches. Hopefully I'm not gonna fall asleep during raw. Do you have uh, do you what do you put in there? Breadcrumbs? Is that your binder? Uh, I put Stouffer stuffing in there, man. Oh, there you go. That's good. Ooh, it's so good. That's good. I, love I gotta it. try that. I usually just do oatmeal. Oatmeal work works really well. Mm-hmm. Thanks everybody for tuning in. We appreciate it. Till next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Help support Going In Raw today by becoming a Friendo Club TV member. You'll get access to new bonus episodes every week, including Friendo Club Arcade, Live Power Rank, Vintage 10 for the Wins, and Ask Steven Larson. Get access to Friendo Club TV today by becoming a $5 and up patron at patreon.com forward slash Steven Larson, by throwing us a sub at twitch.tv forward slash Steven Larson, or by clicking join at youtube.com forward slash Steven Larson.
Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.